All right, Colin, we're recording episode 63. Coming up on your favorite Impala, 64. We're going to have to do some kind of thug shit for 64. Maybe we'll like, maybe we can take the uh, the beat from the beginning and put like the ghetto whistle over it. Like, if we just changed it for just that episode. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you the clip and you have to do it though. You have to put the ghetto whistle all over it. There is a, so I joined a group on Facebook that's uh, AMC, mostly ramblers, uh, but AMC enthusiasts uh, buy, sell, trade. And uh, there's a 64 Rambler 770 in uh, Byron Center, Michigan, which is very close to my mom's house, for $4,800. I'm sorry, $4,500. And uh, it's got like they swapped the Chevy 350 into it, small block into it. it's only got 23,000 miles on it. The thing is really nice. Yeah. And it's a really good price and I wish the money because it's perfect. Yeah. It's gold. Well, what's stopping you just so, that you don't have the money? That I don't have the money. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we've got a decent amount to catch up to this week. Let's try to make let's try to not make this whole thing political because Dude, I don't know. I don't know what's been going on with me, but I have been. Well, let's start first with the news from this afternoon, which is Alex rest Trebek? in peace, Alex Trebek. Man, isn't it I, weirdly ironic that we lost Sean Connery and Alex Trebek which right is, together? Like, which is one of the best skits and SNL skits yeah, of the time. So SNL better really do a good tribute to this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was telling my wife that, that like every single time – I hear either one of their names. It's the first thing I think of is that fucking yeah. skit. So. Um, but I mean, real, real talk. The dude uh, exuded kindness and knowledge. Simple as that. He's, he drove everybody to be smarter and, but be kinder. And man, it's like a, it's like a huge loss to, yeah, being a good person. <laughs> and, uh, he hung on just long enough to make sure we got the fucking orange man out of office. He's like, yeah. all right, um, I'm out. Y'all keep doing your thing. Peace. No, I've, uh, I have been, I don't know, man. I've just been very angry, just politically angry right now. And I, I obviously love to argue like I, I mean that in like I mean that in the sense of debate. Like I love for somebody to come at me with something and I want to rebut that. I think that's like lost on people. People just want to like say their piece. I want to listen to your piece and tell you facts or inconsistencies with your piece. Like I want to rebut yeah. your piece, not just ignore what the fuck you said and say something else. So I've just been very angry, posting a lot of angry political shit on Facebook. I had to put myself in timeout. You did. Yeah, man. I just had to like, I, I was, I, I should go back and look. I wonder what the span of things were. Cause it was like a, a solid day or two days that it was yeah. just every, you know, X amount of time. I just had to post something. I don't know why I think it's, well, no, I do know why it's because I would constantly see the same shit over and over uh, from people saying, here's like the, the things that every Trumper says, right? 
Yeah. Oh my God! Better enjoy your guns now. <laughs> They're gonna come for your guns. Okay, cool. Oh, gas is gonna go up. Okay. Uh, what the fuck? What else? These are oh. the same people. Who, these are the same people who believe that that uh, the Republican Party is going to uh, overturn Roe v. Wade. That's never going to happen. It's also I love the hope that they have though. Because I can't tell you the number of people that's like, it's okay, we're still going to be fine, goes to the Supreme Court on Monday. I'm like, dude, you are seriously wishful thinking. Like people – like states that have uh, Republicans in power now are throwing this shit out. So what are you going to do? Go higher than that and expect that it's fucking – like come the fuck on. It's wishful thinking. Cool. I'm glad that you're being positive about the whole thing. You're staying optimistic, but – uh, so it prompted me to do a shit ton of just general research. You know, I, I got tired of saying, you were, this. You, you were stirring the pot. What was, was I? Well, no, I mean, you were being very clear and you were being very, uh, respectful, it, but strong mildly. in your opinion. Yeah. It was like a five out of 10. I wasn't like calling names for the most part. Like I, yeah. I, I you know, I touched on it here and there, but like, me and my brother, actually, uh, my middle brother kind of like went back and forth and it was in a very respectful way. We didn't call any names and shit, but like one thing I think I took away from his arguments is he kept saying like, you know, Oh, you'll see, this is what's going to happen. And then I would literally go to the websites and get the actual numbers and data and look at it myself. And it, it didn't support like anything he was saying. So I would come back and say like, here's this, that, that says completely opposite of what you're saying. You're saying that, you know, gas is this and gas is that. And I'm like, gas has literally been on the decline, a a straight decline since 2012. That was Obama's second turn. And it didn't actually start going up until Trump's first turn. So like when you say gas is going to go up, like what are you basing that on? And that's the thing. Like what I think is important is people that are 10 or 15 years older than us, they just go off gut feelings. Well, this is, you know, I lived it. Okay, well, tell me what gas was one year ago. Well, you can't. You only know what it was a week or two weeks ago. You're so, like, near yeah. term. Yeah, you know, I've been thinking about this because – so I do think there's a funny part of it, you know, because, like, Biden's president now, right? So we didn't really come out and say that, but that's – Biden is president-elect congratulations to the Democrats for at least eking that out and failing at everything else. Um, but, uh, but can we be mean now? Like, can we no. say, fuck your feelings? Cuck. Well, I do feel that it's our job to turn the snowflake thing over. Like it, it's our job to, if they cry, they get the snowflake title. Now that yeah. much is our job. As far as like, I saw the other day, Knox was like, I bought some new merch and it was like, like it or not, he's still your president. Like shit, but oh, Trump shit. supporters, wait, yeah, like where? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what it, what's, uh, what's crazy is I think more than ever, Democrats, to our dismay, have to kind of like lead by example. We have to still take the high road and like yeah. – I, we actually, my wife and I just had this conversation and so did my son. So we're new here, right? It's pretty evident that 
Arizona was a, a, a big state. It was a big key state in the whole election. There was a lot of drama and shit like that. Um, but at his school, he has said that there are very vocal fucking sixth graders and they just repeat the shit that they hear at home. Hayden's a little more like, you know, we teach him both sides. We teach him like why people that support Trump think this or think that and why we think differently. Um, so he's kind of equipped to like have these conversations. And so when he'll like challenge a kid at school, like, oh yeah, well, you know, what about this? They'll just go off into some, oh yeah, well, he likes kids. Like they just, they changed the, the conversation. And I think that that's so telling because that's exactly what the parents do. You can't ever have a fucking mean, meaningful debate with most Trump supporters. I will say that there, I have some very smart friends that support Trump. Yeah, sure. And I probably would get like, completely owned uh, my friend Tyler in particular, like I've always respected his opinions, but um, I do, you know, I think he'd probably be more third party than anything, but I think he does defend Trump as well. Uh, regardless, um, what is important is teaching our kids to take the high road. Um, so yeah. I say that I tell you that, you know, we're new to the area and stuff just to say my kid doesn't have like a shit ton of friends here. Um, and he's kind of up against a lot of Trump supporters and shit like that. Um, a mom was posting about her eighth grader that doesn't have any friends here and is even starting to get letters from the school, like talking about they're worried. You know, he says he doesn't have any friends and he's depressed. Um, so we had kind of like reached out and offered to get the kids together. And in doing so, noticed that the mom is a big Trump supporter, at least the mom. I'm assuming the whole family is, right? Um, and it actually made us think for a second. Like, ooh, do we want to get the kids together? Uh, Which is kind of a shitty thing. Like, that's something that I feel we've just kind of, you know, started doing over the last few years. Yeah, It would have never been a thought before. But being a Trump supporter just comes with more baggage. It, It just has more implied variables there that I don't want to be a part of. All things aside... We said, fuck it. Like, it's our job to, you know, uh, preach. If we're going to preach about not being divisive, not being judgmental and and making assumptions, like this is the perfect opportunity for us to do that. So um, the kids are out playing right now and they're having a good time. So it was a win in my book. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, I kid about the mean stuff. It's just, it's just funny. It's just funny because it's just, we're just watching the, pendulum swing to the other side. It's, it's going to be all the same arguments, all the same bullshit, just in the opposite direction. And uh, it's just, we're just, it's going to be annoying. And I actually think, you know, the next couple months, especially are going to be fucking wild. I think, I think lame duck Donald Trump is going to be a shit show. Yeah. I think, I- I think you're going to have all of this. He's not going to concede. He's, he's going to contest all. I read an article just before this. Like it's, it, it was, I, I did, it, it was framed like a TMZ style, like gossipy kind of thing. But that like Melania's telling him that it's time to, to concede. Like, uh, but he's not going to concede. I'm not sure that they're going to have to escort him out. Uh, like a lot of the, the, a lot of scared liberals think, uh, but I do think that he's going to fucking burn the house down as he's walking out. 
Like, I think that he's just going to do whatever he can to make this really hard. And he's going to act a lot more compulsively and emotionally. So I saw uh, somebody post that Donald's the type to leave a big log in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh that's kind of what that is, right? Yeah. Um, he has brought a significant amount of peace to the Middle East, right? Yeah. And I, I do wonder if this is going to reverse that. It's like, he, he strikes me as the type of person that can't make a deal without it being more of a quid pro quo, like, what are you going to do for me? And if he's not in the position of power to do something, whatever it was, for them, does that mean they no longer have to hold up their end? And I think that's what's right. different about him as a president, more so than other people. People brokered for it, brokered for peace, and show the value. Yeah. And he's more, I'll give you this if you do this, because I need the perception to be, I created this piece. I do wonder if that's, uh, you know, how it is. Yeah. I don't know. It, it Shit's going to suck for a while. I agree. But, I mean, there's things that happen in, you know, a lot of states that can make it better. Arizona yeah. just passed the uh, legal weed. Right. So <laughs> maybe these motherfuckers will chill out, get themselves some yeah. uh, edibles, chill out, or they could pop on over to Oregon where you can now pretty much just have crack if you want. Boy, that's a yeah, fucking that's crazy. That's a progressive ass city. <laughs> yeah. They decriminalized possession. Yeah. But they, they actually legalized shrooms in a controlled yeah. setting for therapeutic reasons. Yep. I do wonder how um like what does it take to get the shrooms card you know like the the card that's like uh, I, I mean i've i've looked into uh the whole concept there's actually a great uh, there's a great uh um documentary on netflix called have a good trip mm. and it's about psychedelics but primarily yeah. primarily mushrooms and uh and um you know i've looked into it and Basically, the it it's best as a therapeutic for depression and anxiety. So that's mm. what it is, and um, that's what would get you that. You know what I mean? If you could have it for medicinal purposes, therapeutic reasons, and it's and the way microdosing works is, uh, you basically just instead of taking a antidepressant pill in the morning, you pop a cap. You know, just one, <laughs> just one cap. mushroom, and uh just one mushroom and you don't feel like psychedelic effects or anything like that because it's, you're just taking one. And, but it is like, for instance, if I, it's interesting too, because you look into, I take SSRIs as a certain type of antidepressant and Mm -hmm. mine's Zoloft. That is what I take. And so that it fucks with your serotonin receptors and, uh, inhibitor or inhibitors or I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Anyway, if I just started eating mushrooms, even a lot of mushrooms, uh, I wouldn't feel the hallucinogenic effects. I wouldn't see God. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, you know, I wouldn't go on a trip. I would just feel the anti-anxiety and anti-depressive, uh, effects of them because my body through my medication has trained my serotonin receptors to, to say fuck off to basically everything. Hmm. And, 
or something like that. And um, so it's very fascinating. If I wanted to switch to psychedelics, I would need to, or psilocybin is the actual is the actual chemical, but I would need to taper off my Zoloft for like at least two weeks, sometimes up to six or eight before mm. I, it would, I would have feel any effects of anything. It's very, I've, I've looked into it. It's very fascinating. Have you, have you ever, uh, had to wean yourself off of like Zoloft before? Uh, I have, when I switched medications, I have had to wean off. What kind of side effect, what kind of like, uh, it's basically detoxing. What kind of detoxing side effects do you have from weaning yourself off that? Uh, the first side effect in this, I, I start getting the side effects, side effect, even if I like accidentally forget to take my medication one day, mm-hmm. uh, by the end of the day or by the next morning, the first side effect is like, it's like vertigo. I get like, like I feel like my balance is off. You feel dizzy. You feel like your head is like an etch-a-sketch. Yeah. And, um, you know, like when you're drunk and like you turn your head and uh, your vision follows, you know, it's like it's like a little off. That's, yeah. It's kind of that it's kind of that feeling. So and I have motion sickness, so it actually like really fucks with my my fucking chi, man. And uh, <laughs> but. Uh, um, it takes like a couple days off of it before I start getting irritated. You know, like before I, before I like, it starts like affecting my, me emotionally. Mm-hmm. And then I just start like, I cry really easy. Does it, and, does it take uh, uh, multiple days for you to start feeling the effects of the medicine again? Or is it like, you're uh, yeah, it, well, like, so for instance, I, 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 I upped my, wow, we are being very open about my uh, mental health. I mean, yeah, I'm fine. just, I'm, I'm, I'm asking the questions. I know, I'm fine with it. Uh, but you know, I upped my, we upped my dose. A couple weeks ago, or about a month ago, to my psychiatrist and I, to you know, I was feeling really anxious and really on edge. So we we upped the dose a little bit. So I started taking it. The first two weeks, man, I was like, I, "You gotta ask Sierra." I was like, "I don't like this." I, I, like it, it, it didn't make me feel like a zombie. It made me feel really introspective. Like I became not outgoing. I was fine. My mood was fine, but I like was really quiet. People would like, we were like, if we were like hanging out or something like that, people would be like, like, are you okay? You know, like everybody thought it was like really bummed out, but I was just like in my own head. And then a couple weeks later, it evened out. And I, and like, I've actually like, my mood's been really good. I still have seeing a little bit of that, a little bit too much stuck in my head, but we wanted, I talked, I talked to the psychiatrist. We're going to give it another month. She said, sometimes it could take up to six weeks to really kind of vibe with your, Mm -hmm. with your body. So it's interesting, but, uh, it's working for me. Well, I mean, I think I appreciate you talking about it because I think more people should talk about their mental health. I think that, we would have a lot less things hiding behind like, you know, anger and standoffishness. I don't even think, I don't know if I'm, that's a word, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, people yeah. less standoffish, less apt to kind of have that like male macho machismo. If they could just fucking talk about it or, yeah. or understand that everybody has this shit. And sometimes talking about it is all you need to get you off the ledge. Uh, so yeah. The, and yeah. Like, and you can, when you get comfortable with it, then you can start to make light of it in constructive or, you know, way not constructive, but, you know, 
ways that you can laugh about it and just cause it's part of you and you know yourself more, you know what I mean? Like, right. Like, uh, we were joking, yeah, Rowan, my, our, my son has, uh, Tourette's and he shrieks sometimes and I'll hear him shriek from his bedroom. And I was joking with Sierra. I was like, what if he doesn't actually have Tourette's and he's actually just been making like a lo-fi black metal in his bedroom, a black metal <laughs> record in his bedroom. <laughs> like, uh, him but, you and- know, we're just open about it. You know, we just like talk about it and joke about it and, you know, we're open about it because it's, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. You know, we're just, everybody's brain is designed, was, was designed a certain way. And, and, uh, and, um, you know, we all have our, imbalances and things like that some more than so than others yeah you said that you know you can be open with it and just be like hey this is me speaking of you that mustache you it's it's there like like for a long time right it's just that's it dude yeah i was i was playing uh i was doing my own little maranatha practice just before this where i was playing along to stuff i was playing along to that performance that we had uh at daily grind on youtube and I was looking at myself in that, and this is so weird. Without without a mustache, my face looks really strange to me now. And so it's just like, and I look at like my in my work email and my LinkedIn and stuff like that, like my business photo and stuff without a mustache. I need to like take a new one. I need to get I need to get a new one with a mustache because uh, it's just it feels like a two I am now. Are you Even gonna- like Beatrice is becoming like a little bit cooler with it. Mm-hmm. So. Uh- are you, so beards and like mustaches and shit like that, that, that hair grows faster than the hair on your head. And it typically also turns gray first. So when that shit's like shiny and gray, are you going to keep it? Fuck yeah, I'm going to keep it. I, okay. I, I, and I, you know, my dad is fully gray and his beard is fully gray. And uh, so uh, it could, it, it's, it's very well headed my way. And I, I, I'm getting a lot of gray on the sides of my head, and uh, every time stars. I get my, every time I get my hair cut, I call it the Commissioner Gordon uh, from uh, uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, but um, every time I get my hair cut, there's it's like like every time he goes like really short with it, it comes back more gray, and uh, it's just funny. But yeah, I like it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep this, and you know, it's all because of you. Jeff, it's, it's all it, because of you. It was that challenge. It was all that challenge. I don't even remember how many likes we had to get. It was a very trivial amount. 50? It was 20. 20. <laughs> and there was Shit. 20 in like three and a half minutes. Hell yeah. There's some stupid shit. I, I set the bar low on that one, I guess. I should have went for that. I even got this. You know, even this came out. It, it, like, I just gave this a little, I gave this uh, soul patch a little soul bit patch. of a, a try and uh, it came in pretty good. Although, I, you know, and you know the other thing about it? This is the other thing about it. And I think I've said this before on here, but it has made me uh, take care of my face a lot more. My skin, like I've become a lot more uh, like in tune with like what kind of face washes I should use. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while I'll do like a mask or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I like have gotten really good with the safety razor and I like, you know, Every time I shave, it's like a, a vent. You know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. you and, get, uh, get out that hot that hot foam and shit. Yeah, and uh, but that being said, today mm-hmm. I fucking took off 
a little bit too much on one side. So then I had to match the other. So then I got skinnier on the sides and I'm really pissed about it. That is, but, uh, that's such a common thing. Like next time you shave, you'll just have to leave a little more and it'll, yep. it'll be, yeah, it'll be even just shorter. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I saw something really cool and I meant to mention it last time we were on, uh, the podcast, but I just kind of forgot. So this lady in my neighborhood, uh, had posted something and said, Oh, my, my son really likes to perform. He loves to sing his heart out. Uh, you know, I don't know if the original post mentioned like he plays in a band or what, but there was a picture. And from the picture, I had no clue if the kid was like fucking eight or if he was like 17. Like you just, the way the angle of the photo was, and it was like, there were show like concert lights backlighting him and it was like smoke and shit. So it was a cool looking picture. It lended itself not even a little bit to figuring out like how old this kid is. Uh, anyway, she says, yeah, so this Friday, like he misses playing. And so this Friday he's going to play a show in our garage. And if you guys like want to come by, uh, this is our address. He's going to be playing from like seven to eight. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like I'm going to go to that. Um, and I ended up forgetting until the last, you know, 20, 20 or so minutes. And I'm like, Oh shit is that tonight? I go and find the post. I get the address. And my wife goes, you know what? Cause we had kind of all planned to go as a family. And my wife was like, we can't get like, we can't get everybody out the door. Just you go. Yeah. You know, whatever. Drive over. I get there. There's about 15 minutes left of the window. Um, and I see probably 45, 50 people like spread out in the street, sitting on the sidewalk. And I, I see this kid ripping. I'm like, oh, dude, I had the biggest smile. I was like, this is the fucking coolest thing. I am so glad that I just came over here. I get out. I go find my place. And I'm just kind of observing everything that's happening. So it's a nice big house. They've got the garage open. Uh, they, they've hung some type of sheet or um, sheet or plastic or something about halfway through the garage. So it's only about half the depth that you can see the dad running around and pushing the button manually on a smoke machine, generating some smoke in there. They've got a couple orange lights going. Um, and when I pull up or when I walk up, dude, it was the coolest shit. So when I pull up, I get out, I walk up and immediately I could tell the kid is somewhere between late 10 year old to 12. That's it. That's the window I've decided. So this kid is like my kid's age. And at the point I come up, he is just like soloing and like kind of free flow riffing uh, with like a delay pedal. And he's got a looper on a different riff that he like riffed behind it. So he must have like riffed something, recorded it, let that thing loop. And then he's got a delay just doing some spacey shit. There's no band. It's just him. So I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like he's just, you know, he's just jamming out riffing. He cuts that song off talks to the crowd i'm like what the fuck is like i am cheesing by this point and then he plays two or three punk songs right after that where he sings and plays like he didn't he said fuck drums fuck everything it's just him riffing in the garage and i'm telling you like i wish everybody could experience Sweet. that because so awesome yeah it was so cool to just watch him like um just go at it and you could tell like he was just doing it for the love he likes to you could tell he loves to perform he was like slamming around and shit and spinning. And I mean, like I was blown away. What was he playing? I don't even know. Oh, he played some like misfit shit. Uh, he played. Really? Like a, oh yeah. 
he like and he had nice guitars i guarantee like his dad or somebody plays too he had like a, he was yeah. playing a nice like les paul like an actual studio les paul yeah and he had a 212 i i couldn't quite make out what it was but it was a nice 212 it looked like a maybe like a fender um and he had a you know decent little array of pedals um and he knew how to use them which was really cool um Awesome. Distortion wise, it wasn't like heavily overdriven. It was like that nice, nice overdrive where the clean kind of sparkles through. That's why I kind of thought maybe it was like a, a decent fender or something. Yeah, man. But it, it was just cool. It reminded me of like, you know, when I got into music and how much fun I had. It didn't matter who was there. I mean, shit, more people were at this thing than were at my first two or three shows combined. Uh, it was super cool. That's awesome. So, yeah, I'm totally glad I got to see it. And in other Arizona news, my fucking driver's license dude oh my god dude like i have my first question why aren't you wearing glasses they literally told me i was not allowed to they said what uh, i'm i do i shit you not he said take off your glasses and i said okay but these are prescription and he was like take them off i was like okay he's like look over here Okay, you can put your glasses on. So I, I fucking put my glasses on thinking it's time to take the photo. And he's like, he hands me some paper. And I was like, "Did is the photo done? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know it was happening. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah. And that then, so sucks. He says it's done. And I go, you, you didn't want me to have my glasses on? I said, just FYI, those are prescription lenses. Like, I'll have them on all the time. He said – we don't take photos with glasses anymore. And I mean, I wanted to say, well, what's the story there, sir? Like what the fuck yeah, happened to weird. make that a thing? Meanwhile, my wife got like four retakes. She kept like laughing and looking at me and shit. And like, she would, he would like count her down. Like, all right, three, two, one. Like she got like four retakes. Um, I get this fucking photo that I barely, I don't even really have a chin in. Like he like cut my chin off in the photo. And that bitch is good for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eight oh, fucking boy. years. And no vision test, by the way. Oh, man. Dude, I actually, my license that I just got this summer, uh, easily best license picture I've ever had. <laughs> I'm very happy with it. Yeah. <laughs> I look like a little bit smug, which is unfortunate like if i get pulled over my license kind of looks yeah like i'm looking like a dick but uh you know kind of the way my i got resting dick face (laughs) oh god uh dave always gets really good photos he always like somehow gets away with like big like fake shit-eating grins like you know big eyes and looking wild and they always let his shit through no one else they let through except Dave. He gets it every time. So I don't know. What He's good at talking. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> you sent me. Um, you sent me a overdrive pedal, and I, I'm familiar with it. You know, because one thing about me is I love to go on YouTube and watch like reviews of lots of shit. And so I was already familiar with this, but I'll let you say where you got this overdrive pedal. Yeah, you know, I so, so I saw somebody post about it, and it was like, so it's it, and it was like 
Amazon Basics now has, I think it was like on Reverb's blog or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and it was saying Amazon Basics now has a line of guitar effects pedals. And I was like, what? You've got to be kidding me. And so then I look and I'm like, they are $26. Yeah. And then like the ones like the looper and the delay are like $45, which is still like a great. And so I thought it was funny and novel and it was, you know, like it was 26 bucks. And I would, I just happened to be a couple of days later looking around in my Amazon account. And I was like, I have a gift card balance. It's $26. Oh, and uh, so like I literally like I think I maybe had to pay like 31 cents or some shit for it. And uh, two days later, got this pedal and I actually just today plugged it in uh, with the big rig. And it's it's not as good as the two actual tube screamer. Right. Uh, But it can do the job. Well, from what I understand, the biggest difference between that and a regular tube screamer is the tone. Like you have to, you, you can't assume the tone needs to be in the same place. Like we all know that, yeah. you know, you do like zero, 10 and right in the middle. Like that's a tube screamer. That's the perfect yeah. overdrive tube screamer. If you're putting it before your actual distorted rig with this one, I think you just need to play with the tone more. But and what I had said back to you is that there's a company called nukes. Yeah. It's actually a rebranded nukes pedal. Which is fucking crazy if people start understanding that because the Nukes version of it with the same component on the inside is $50. So So if you were going to buy a Nukes pedal, you could just buy this for $26. Yeah. 50% 50 savings. And, you know, and I saw, then I saw some, some uh, guy on, some guy from the music scene on Facebook bitching about uh, how, like, Basically, in so many words, saying, you know, the man, you know, is making pedals now. And, uh, you know, why why wouldn't you want to, you know, give your money to, you know, somebody who spends their time making these by hand or build one yourself even? And I get the argument because that's just like a, you know, like that's just kind of a typical punk rock DIY argument. But at the same time, I'm imagining like, 15 year old kid who lives like in Groveport, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and you know, is into like the emo that he hears that he sees on alternative press or something like that. You know what I mean? So like, Oh, I just heard this, this band, nothing's new record. I heard I got to get a delay pedal or a reverb pedal. You know what I mean? It's like, it makes it instantly accessible. That kid's not going to have 250 bucks to pay for a boutique pedal and he's not going to have the know-how to build one generally. I'm going to say generally, but you know, I, I, I see it as kind of, you know, democratizing the, the guitar effects, like making it accessible to everybody. Yeah. Like just because, just because you can get it for that cheap doesn't mean people have to get it for that cheap. You can't yeah. bitch about them offering another solution that honestly, like you said, would open would open a starter version or would it just open up someone to get that that can't you know previously yeah. get it for whatever reason. So I, I fucking agree with you. Super agree. I mean, 
I, you know, I've done shit like that. Like people were that way. They're snobby like that with computer shit too. You know, yeah. when, when Hayden told me like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want an X, he, we were going to get him an Xbox, like a Xbox X or whatever the fuck, Series X. Yeah. And I was like, do you want that or a PlayStation? You know, and he's going through trying to think of what, and he's like, actually, I think I do want a PC game, which is cool because I've recently, you know, in 2020 basically found PC gaming. I was never, I could never get it before. And so that kind of was like something we could bond over. So I was very apt to like get him that. I'm like, Oh, you, that's what you want. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, let's do that. I gave him a really nice video card. We built him a computer, but I definitely skimped out on a few things because the computer is something I didn't want to skimp on, but his peripherals, like his mouse and his keyboard, they would be fine. If he got serious about it, we'll get him better shit. I think I spent like $30 on a keyboard mouse set. And it was a, you know, yeah. quote unquote gaming set. It had like the RGB lights, but it was shitty. And yeah. he started playing. He started loving it. And then immediately on his own, he was like, man, here are some things that I'm having trouble with. And everything he's describing to me, I'm like, that's probably because of his shitty ass keyboard. And that's because of his yeah. shitty ass mouse. So I went out and got him new shit. And I feel like that's the same as you know getting a guitar pedal you're going to figure it out you're going to see what you like what you don't like you're going to have complaints and you're going to find something down the road and upgrade to something else yep speaking of my kid wait you got something else no Uh, so speaking of my kid dude he's been trying his ass off to skateboard nice yeah another thing uh that's like you know makes me proud because like that's that's something obviously i grew up doing so, um, you know, when he said he wanted to try skateboarding again, we had bought him like a bullshit, like Ninja Turtles board from Walmart, you know, when he was five and he had that until we left Ohio. Uh, we gave it away to some neighborhood kid and he said he really wanted to try again, but, and he told me what problems he had with his board. And in my mind I went, it's cause it was a shitty ass board. Like I couldn't even, I couldn't even go on that board. Um, which was fine for him. Cause I wanted him to like go slower and have balance. And that board was good for that, but it was not good for trying to travel even down the street. So we went to Zoomies and picked him up a board. I think it was a complete board all put together already, a Santa Cruz board for like a hundred bucks. Got him that. Yeah. Tried it once. He put it away. wasn't really vibing. Pretty much everything that doesn't come instantaneous to him. He needs a little, a little encouragement. Um, And now he can go out there. He wants to take his board to park he can skate down the street. He's cruising. He's starting to get the fundamentals as far as an ollie is concerned. He's got the whole basic. Um, it's, it's pretty exciting to watch how much he's progressed in like two weeks. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Just proud dad shit, I guess. So I know yeah. you're a plant dad. <laughs> I just started – like I feel like we – we've always had like a handful of house plants, you know, and we've never really been that good at keeping them alive. And then one day, uh, Sierra's friend's mom was, uh, getting rid of a bunch of plants. And she asked us if we wanted a bunch and she was like a really good at plants. And, uh, and, uh, so we went down there and we grabbed a bunch and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to like do it. I'm going to keep these things alive. 
And then we just like started like buying plants and we started like, we have a lot of plants now. And like, I have one that is a, it's a pothos and, and it's like, they, you, they're very common hanging plant. And, uh, I, its name is Lil Colin. And, uh, <laughs> so it's Seinfeld reference. And, uh, it's crazy. It's, it's grown like the, some of the, uh, vines on it have gone 10 feet down. Uh, and so today I put some little hooks on the wall and I like hung it up there to kind of just kind of let it grow up along the wall and stuff like that. And so then the other, like, uh, somebody in our neighborhood posted on the, the Facebook wall, uh, that they were having a plant sale. And I've like literally been looking forward to it for like four days. And we, we walked down there today and we spent like 60 bucks and like got a bunch of plants and Sierra, uh, like totally like neatened up our garden window today. And our house is just extra green now. Uh, what is, what is a plant sale? Like they just had, did they grow them with the intention on selling them? Yeah. I think she grows them and then, and then propagates them pots them in like cute pots some were hanging some were small some some had been growing for a while some like were babies mm. and and all moderately priced especially with the with nice pots and stuff like that it was actually really nice and then they had some like for like a hundred bucks these like pretty nice wood plant stands like that had like these like different levels tiers cool. tiered stands uh it wouldn't surprise you but i mean i'm fucking terrible at keeping plants together Every plant that we've had that's been a living plant at one time is a dead plant now, um, which actually it prompted me at one time to look into like smart watering systems because, <laughs> bro, if I can use technology, I'm going to do it. Uh, but no, they got like <laughs> Bluetooth pots <laughs> and Bluetooth watering and Wi-Fi systems and shit to where like – it can like uh, monitor the humidity in the soil and all that shit and the moisture levels. And then just, you know, put some water in your plant if it needs it. <laughs> and then you get a notification on your phone when it needs I'll more water. I downloaded this app that people had recommended called Planta. And, uh, spell that one. What is it? Planta P L A N T A. Okay. And, um, you, enter in all of your plants and it's for one, you take a picture of it and it's got a pretty sophisticated AI. It, it like, I would say 9.75 times out of 10, it was right on with mm -hmm. the plant. And, uh, you take a picture of each plant and then like, but you set up rooms in the app. So it's like, you know, this is, these are my living room plants. Mm -hmm. And when you set up the room, it has a built in like, like a ambient light meter. So then it tell like it, 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 it can look at what your sunlight is in that room. And then it'll tell you like, Hey, this plant shouldn't be in this room. No shit. You know? And, uh, and all of that stuff is like really cool. So as a resource, I think is really nice, but Holy shit, man. Once I entered in all of my plants and then it started giving me notifications of like today, your tasks are, water these seven fertilize these 12 you know like mm. it was it just became too much and they stacked up so quickly and it's like no i had a my own watering and fertilization system going here that was working just fine thank you very much 
but as a resource, it's a very nice app. Huh. I will say that I I usually get apps with the intention on them helping me, and usually I just don't use them. So that sounds like another app yep. that I would get and I wouldn't use. There are certain ones that you know they retain their value. Things like our Saints Calendar, our Google Calendar, and shit like that. Yeah. And there are ones that are novelties. Uh, I used to use the shit out of my fitness pal. Like when I was like trying to be healthy and tracking my macros and shit, my yeah. wife actually showed me how to go on the, my fitness pal, like website or one of those sites. And you had to do something where you like installed a plugin on the browser, which allowed you to change some numbers. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? This sounds like some shit I would do, but this is my wife showing me. And then when you open the app, it just inherited those like macros and numbers and you could yeah. scan food as you ate it and it would take all the nutritional value and input it automatically so you could track your calories. I thought it was great. Fell the fuck off, man. Fell off, started getting that dad bod. I need to get I need to get that shit hey, going again. Speaking of speaking of bod and health, uh I'm it was either yesterday or today is officially two months off the off the old alcohol. And uh I am sub 180 for the first time in my life, or not first time in my life, first time in like 10 years. Damn. Yeah. So, and like my gut, like my, like my beer gut is like well on its way to like going away completely. You know what's next, man? You know what's next? What? CrossFit. <laughs> start lifting. Yeah. Start you gotta power start, lifting. You're going to have to. It, once you start to see some, I'm telling you, nothing is more motivating than seeing the success seeing your body actually changing to a healthier self that is motivating. And you go, damn, what else can I do? Uh, what else can I do to, to, to deliver those results? And before you know it, you're asking me fucking cycling and running and, you know, squatting and deadlifting and shoulder pressing and all kinds of shit. You're going to be yoked, Colin. And before you know it, you're going to be 180 again, but it's going to be pure muscle. Be fucking jacked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're what? Six, one ish. Uh, about six foot. Six foot on the dot. Yeah, you could be huge. All right. So in non uh, non physical news and digital news, so human <laughs> law human law has been out there, and I saw that you got another digital thing coming out that you worked on. Yeah, I made a video. I made a music video. Uh, I dabble in video sometimes. I don't have a nice camera myself. I really should get a nice DSLR. Uh, uh, mirrorless. That's what, what you meant. You want a mirrorless. Sure. And uh, <laughs> I, what I'm saying is I should get a nice camera and that I can shoot video with. And uh, But I, for 80 bucks at Lowe's, and the Maranatha end of the ocean uh, uh, practice space and uh, about 80 hours or th- uh, 30 hours of my spare time. And yeah. boom, we got a music video. That's awesome. So, so what, what do you think was the most challenging part? Like doing the recording? Wait, what? First of all, what did you record it with? Your phone? Uh, we used... We so it was me and Lee, and then uh, uh, and then my, uh, my dude Chris was there for extra pair of hands, and um, he was a stage grip. 
I didn't want to make him like that, but he did bring me coffee. I gotta be honest. I don't, uh, I, have, I have no idea what a stage group even does. It just sounded, it sounded like the name that you would give to somebody who's around to help hold things. I, I called it cause we did it at 9 a.m. And he, he, he I, I texted him and I was like, you're not stopping to get coffee by any chance, are you? And he, he calls me and he goes, Oh, now I see why you wanted me to help. <laughs> um, but, uh, no. So we did, we filmed it in a couple hours and, uh, and uh, you'll, one thing that you'll see when it comes out is that there is a uh, drummer wearing a ski mask, and that is also me. <laughs> oh. I, I thought for sure it was the dude from 21 Pilots. <laughs> I thought that's what was happening is you got – so, But Tyler? no, it, I, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun uh, – Doing it. Oh yes, you asked me what we use. We use we use a, a couple iPhones for mostly for the slow mo stuff, and just for like secondary angles. And then uh, uh, Chris had a had some sort of digital uh, Nikon uh, camera, and but it shot. I needed 24p and I needed 60p, and a shot in both, and uh, turned out good. But I just had two lights, these two little uh, utility lights that I got at Lowe's that morning. Yeah. Turned out, turned out cool. It's awesome. So, uh, it's going to drop at some point. We are working on a bigger. There's another thing coming, and hopefully, it's coming with. Uh, hopefully, the video will come with that. So, ooh, ooh, ooh. But I at least posted a teaser of it. I saw it. I, I uh, it was a lot of red, a lot of red going yeah. on. Yeah. And I saw like the feedback with the uh the vocal or the um clip. It was like yeah. a sample. Yeah, it was ominous. It sounded it sounded cool though. I liked it. Yeah, and it's also interesting because you know, I just dabble in like I said, I just dabble in video. It's not like my forte. So I, I, I honestly I just stumble through it. I don't know really know what I'm doing, you know, like I know my way around an editing program. Right. And uh but it's cool approaching this stuff from a different perspective. Like I'm a designer, you know? So like I approached it from a totally different angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the way I wanted the things to be layered, you know, like the way I wanted graphic, like any graphics I had to work with, like, I don't know. I, for me, from what I've seen, a lot of video guys, they have a good idea of where they want it to go. But a lot of it is just kind of like going with it and kind of seeing what works based on the shot. But for me, I went, I moved backwards from that. It was like, I exactly knew in my head, I knew what I wanted it to look like. And I was Uh just like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make it look like it does in my head. Got it. So So you didn't like sit down and storyboard nothing. You just, no, I had a good idea. I knew what shots I needed. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it came to. So we shot, like I said, we shot the thing in like two hours. Uh, and because I knew exactly what we needed. Yeah. And uh, just because I, it was, it, it was more or less like, like the video footage is just like more tools in the toolbox. I just needed them to work, needed it to work with. You needed something so. to start editing to make it look like what you wanted it to look like. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So. Uh, so before we actually started recording today, you had asked about this hat I have on. And, uh, I I started thinking about, I was thinking about this more just since we've been on here. So this, this is a, it's a five panel hat from a designer, 
slash tattoo artist, uh, Adam Hawthorne or honky Conger, if you will. Um, and he started this, like he's done designs before, but he started this one called bench warmers and it's spelled with like no vowels. So it's like B N C H W R M R S or whatever. Yeah. And this is like basically the first release from bench warmers. And then it started it like, as I was sitting here thinking about it, even the name is perfect bench warmers because it's almost like the anti sports guy, the anti jock. Right. And so, yeah, yeah. It started making more sense. And now, now I like the hat even more, but I like five panels and everybody asks me, why do you like five panels? And I'm like, because they're, they they have less depth at the top. Like they're not as deep of a hat, which is important to somebody like me who has big fucking ears uh because the shit can get <laughs> real a blink and top hat real quick like if it's not a very specific type of hat i can't wear that bitch forward like yeah it comes off extra top hatty i uh, my head i just have a fat head so uh for me like it, it's never like a certain type of hat in general it just it, it just depends on the hat <laughs> for me I, I have found that Obey hats fit me great. And for that reason, I have pretty much always worn Obey hats. Like that's just what I choose to buy. And it's always because there's something about them. They don't feel as deep on the front. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like I would buy other hats that I thought were fucking awesome. I had some really cool Cincinnati Reds hats. I got into like kind of collecting them for a minute, like all the various colorways that matched my shoes and shit. And I have this one in particular that's like pretty much the hardest Cincinnati Reds hat of all time. It's camo with a uh, with a black bill, uh, a black C, but it has gold stitching around the C. And on the back, it says Reds in black, but it has gold stitching around that too. It's like it is the toughest fucking hat that I own. And it sits way too high on my head and looks stupid as fuck, so I don't wear it. But I refuse to get rid of it because it's too cool. That's awesome. That shit has traveled with me to like three houses at this point. I got to get rid of it. There should be something symbolic about getting rid of that hat. I don't know what it is. Uh, while I was sitting here also, I found this cool sticker. It's a bench warmer sticker. Oh, that's awesome. From the same dude. Um, so yeah, cool shit, man. Uh, so I saw you post about a record, 20th yeah. anniversary of a record. Why don't you tell everybody what that is? Yeah, so this uh, we'll, we'll we'll definitely call this one one of Collins Hall of Famers, uh, but I I was a day late on it. I I guess I wasn't I wasn't too tuned into the social media yesterday because I just knew it would be a shit show, shit show. And uh, so I was kind of away from my phone yesterday, so I didn't realize this until this morning. But yesterday was the 20th anniversary of Living Sacrifices, the hammering process, mm-hmm. and uh, I know it didn't make it quite as far. Uh, because it's a Christian record, um, but uh, it's easily one of the most influential and important albums of my entire life. Uh, It's probably in my top five favorite albums of all time. I still listen to it all the time. I still rip it off all the time. Uh, (laughs) You know, and it's like, in in. It's you know very similar to like Roots era Sepultura, uh, you know the kind of that big, but then with like a with like a Meshuggah 
early Meshuggah kind of vibe too. Uh, but then there's some straight up mid tempo death metal stuff. That's awesome. I, I, I don't, I just love it. Uh, and, uh, I s- celebrated it by listening to it loud, uh, today while I was doing some stuff around the house and mm-hmm. it's a great record. That's still relevant. Yeah. I remember always feeling so stoked because uh, it came out, I was like a, I was like a senior in high school, uh, and um, I remember I was so stoked because Jamie Jasta from Hatebreed talked about how much he liked it. So, you know what? And I it's not like-, like a super Christian record. It's like the, the lyrics are super dark. So it doesn't sound like a Christian record. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's fine. That's kind of how early Maranatha was. Like it was. You were talking a lot about religion in that yeah. record but it was uh it was not like straightforward like you know we got a thump on this bible yeah well, yeah there was a couple songs that were that i was i like the lyrics kind of make me cringe a little bit but uh it's where i was at the time yeah it's a point in time i mean do you think corn likes to get up there and sing blind <laughs> like bro they've been or singing. a lot of stuff on that record oh my god it's like real juvenile shit yeah um Speaking of music, something else we didn't talk about was Worse Self. They had put out uh, new two tracks, two two new tracks. Yeah, I actually. First. What are your thoughts? I like them. I, you know me, I'm a stickler about the recording. So there's there's an element of the recording, like actual sound of the recording, but it sounds so. Uh, man, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I just wish you were cranked up a little bit. Sonically, it's recorded great. I love the tones of everything. I just wish it yeah. was louder. Yeah. So uh, I actually heard it a week prior because, flex. you know. Flex. Flex. Um, but uh, I love the songs, too. They sound, like, really immediate. Like, it sounds just like, oh, yeah. it just sounds so fucking pissed. The, the fucking, and, I love uh, the bass tones on it. Almost, I'm, I'm almost done. I don't know what we're having for dinner yet. I'm almost done. Tell them what they have for dinner. I'm almost okay. We're done. Um, (laughs) He just uh, your dad in real time. Yeah, and uh, but I did find out that they they that's a practice space recording. Oh really? Yeah. All uh, the only thing they overdubbed was the uh, second guitar. They put Mm -hmm. a second guitar in uh, on the other side. And uh, so knowing that detail, like it actually sounds pretty dang good. No, I think it sounds uh, awesome. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I love it. Uh, Sh- go short check songs, it out. Though. Short songs. Yeah. yeah. It was like three and a half minutes for both together. Yeah. Love it. I love yeah. it. I'm not, I'm not buying on that. Uh, last thing that I want to ask you about just to see if you've seen it. Cause I have not seen the whole thing yet. Uh, it's a show on Netflix with Burt Kreischer, the cabin. Uh, I've seen uh two episodes so far i think so uh, thoughts so far i think it's great i think that so the for anybody who doesn't know what it is it's like burt kreischer going to like he's staying in a cabin and everything is very like mind body spirit oriented but it's just like him hanging out with other comedians and celebrities essentially and doing kind of jackass type shit sometimes kind of just you know whatever type shit yeah but it i what i like about it is that there is that depth to it and i and i 
that's cool. And I also like one of my favorite things in the world is just listening to comedians talk to each other. Like, oh yeah. I, then there's a lot of that. Um, but, uh, I also, there's a, one thing I like about it is there is like a early two thousands reality TV vibe to it that I just, I think it just I, makes it fun. I actually think he asked some really good questions. He asked some yeah. really good thought provoking questions. And it's, it's pretty interesting to see how, because honestly, like comedians, they don't, because of their their content, they don't get the respect they deserve when it comes to just sheer genius level shit. Like they're very smart people. You have to be an extremely smart person to be a successful comedian. If it's yeah. not, you know, like you said, jackass shit, you know, there's a certain level of charisma and a certain level of uh, depth to being a comedian. And I caught the part where he's like sitting around with Joey Diaz and Tom Segura. And like, I thought that whole, That's whole great section was fucking phenomenal i mean like you said there's some jackass style shit uh there's a really funny part where um he's like waxing his ass and caitlin jenner comes in that that part's fucking funny but uh yeah aside from that like i like that it maybe i saw three episodes because i also saw the one with bobby lee okay see i haven't seen that one yet okay yeah there's a outrageous nude scene in that too gotta love those shits all right, Colin. I think it's about worth time to watch, wrap though. up. Worth the watch, though, for sure. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to watch the rest of it. Uh, on that, I think we should probably wrap up so you can feed your kids and so they don't die. Although I did catch something else on Netflix uh, where people do these water, like water only fasts for 28 or 40 days. Ugh. Are you fucking kidding? Like intermittent fasting being such a big thing, there's a whole episode on some, I don't know what the fuck it is, but there's one specifically on fasting. And there's this place in New York where people, regular people, celebrities, all kinds of people go to do fasts. And the two most popular ones are like a 28-day water fast and another one was like a fucking 40-day water fast. But I don't I, – I mean intermittent fasting is cool. Like I'm, in, I'm actually into it. I used to do it quite a bit. But I would eat during an eight-hour window and then you know fast for the other yeah. 16. I can't even imagine fasting for seven days, let alone 28 days. I'd be the most I, yeah. irritable fucking person ever ready to smash some tacos. So I've, I've fasted for, I have fasted for maybe two weeks before. What? Dude, I was an evangelical Christian, man. Was when it? you're fasting, when you're fasting for, for biblical reasons, you have a whole different mindset of why you're doing it. What the so fuck? Okay. You can push through. I'm going to put that on the board. I would love to ask more questions about that on the next one, but let's go yeah, ahead and let's wrap talk up. about let's talk about weird old evangelical rituals. I'm in. All right, we got to find another one to bring on the show cuz I have questions for all of you. You find one. Let me think of, let me think of somebody who can come <laughs> on the show who who, who who would be in the same kind of Okay. All right. Episode 63 in the books. Peace.